Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Firearms in the news, in the headlines again. And uh, the Alberta Justice Minister Tyler Shandro has announced that the province is going to fight the Trudeau government's decision to seize and engage in a buyback program of assault-style firearms from licensed Canadian gun owners. I've never been quite sure what assault style means. But anyway, uh, some 200 plus, I think, firearms, the Trudeau government wants to engage a buyback program on. The minister has ordered the RCMP in Alberta not to engage in Ottawa's forced buyback of the firearms, or ask them not to. Tyler Chandra, the Alberta Justice Minister, joins us. Minister, how are you? Thanks for taking the time. I'm very well. Thank you for having me. So you argue that the assault style, do you know what that means? I don't. And I, I think that's a question that the many Canadians have had about the um, about this proposed program of the federal government that uh, they're using inflammatory and, and torqued language, quite frankly, to characterize firearms that are in reality uh, mechanically no different than traditional looking shotguns and rifles. Yeah, I just don't know what assault sound means. I I guess I can figure it out, but it just doesn't sound like the right terminology, or at least not a terminology that you would want to use if you're engaging in this kind of a program as the federal government. Anyway, you say that this program is not about safety. What is it? Well, I, I think that's a question for the federal government to, to be answering, but it seems on the face of it to, to at least not be focused on making our communities any safer. It's not focused on crime. And it's definitely not focused on reducing gun crime in our communities. Yeah, well, I mean, you would know what it is if you're challenging the federal government on it. Um, so that's why I asked you what what it is. It's not about safety. It's got to be about something. What do you think it's about? Well, it's. Uh, I, I think, as I said, they're they're using inflammatory language that I think is uh, meant to scare folks who uh, might not have familiarity with uh, firearms. Uh, to um, and, and I, I think it's really just been from from the federal government empty rhetoric. So um, what the reason we're challenging it is because it isn't uh, focused on reducing uh, gun crime in our communities, not focused on public safety, and we we want to make sure that our policing resources in the province of Alberta uh, will be focused on making our communities more safe. So share with us, please, what you've asked the RCMP in Alberta to do, or rather, not to do. What, what have we asked them to, to not to do? Well, we've told them this is not going to be um, a priority for the uh, the province of Alberta and that we would uh, like to ensure that our uh, policing dollars that we spend here in Alberta, because we do contract policing to Canada for them to provide the RCMP, uh, making sure that those dollars that we spend uh, are going to be focused on, on policing and not taking policing resources off the streets for, for this program. Minister, does the RCMP have an option as a federal police service? I know they're contracted to Alberta, but do they have an option to not follow the lead or the decision or the instructions of the federal government? Yeah, you're right. They they wear two different hats, don't they? They they uh, at least in in provinces like Alberta, where they're both the federal police service, but also doing the contract policing. Well, I I do understand. I was advised informally by the commanding officer in Alberta that. Uh, the Alberta RCMP also do not agree with having policing resources uh, being spent and uh, distracted with this uh, program. Uh, it is possible that we we understand from from our lawyers that the federal government could still conscript the RCMP in Alberta to to take uh, these measures. 
So an argument, and you're, you're aware of this, an argument against your decision is that this is federal policy jurisdiction and that your government is using the federal directive as a link to the establishment of a provincial police force to replace the RCMP in Alberta. What do you say to that? Well, no, we, we're, what we're doing is we're, we're using the law. The First, the, the Constitution, which says that policing is a uh, provincial jurisdiction, um, and as well the agreement that we have with Canada, and using the law to ensure that the, the dollars that we spend uh, on policing here in the province are not going to be taken off the streets and distracted with something that's not going to make our community safer. So we are using the, the law that we have, the contract with, uh, with Canada and uh, the Constitution, to uh, make sure that our policing dollars go to policing. Yeah, it seems to me that over the last few years anyway, the jurisdiction's uh, constitutional rights to uh, to uh, control and, uh, and, and manage and direct um, initiatives in provinces, provincial jurisdictions have become less and less respected by the federal government. Would you agree? Yes, and, and I think that's why Alberta has a, a long history of pushing back when there is uh, federal overreach and intrusion into provincial jurisdiction. Um, you know, most notably uh, the, the decade plus of opposition to the, the gun registry. Um, and uh, so this is just another example of Alberta. And, uh, and we see other provinces as well, like Saskatchewan, also joining us in stepping up to uh, make sure that this overreach is challenged. And uh, I think that's why Western Canada does have that proud history of challenging the, uh, the overreach of the federal government. Some of your critics are suggesting that uh, what you're doing really is endorsing Danielle Smith's Alberta Sovereignty Act promise, if she succeeds, Premier Kenny, that the province would in fact take action, constitutionally valid, that's what she's told us she would uh, ensure, but uh, that, that you're really just uh, one step ahead of uh, Ms. Smith on this with the her Alberta Sovereignty Act, what do you say? flat out on this issue as soon as we received the, the letter from Marco Medicino, the, uh, the federal minister, uh, the Sovereignty Act, or how these decisions may be interpreted through that lens didn't cross my mind. We were working, working with our um, uh, chief firearms officer, Terry Bryant, to try and come up with a smart way to address this issue. Uh, that being said, I understand why some have framed this around the, the Sovereignty Act. We, we are you're pushing for more autonomy, but in this instance, what we're doing is using existing authorities under the contract that we have with Canada uh, and, and seeking to intervene as well in those judicial reviews. When um, Marco Mendicino described these decisions as reckless and uh, an abdication, uh, I think he was further discrediting uh, the legitimacy and the, the longstanding concerns of Western Canadians. And this is a, a federal government that is, um, is pushing Alberta to the, the brink. Um, and I don't know if you saw it, but we um, actually found a clip of Medicino where he is taking a softball question from a reporter asking whether or not to use uh, his or, or whether or not his assault style ban targets law abiding firearms owners. And his response was telling he described those concerns as empty and clueless. Um, and, and I think that's why many Albertans have these concerns with this uh, confiscation program. Empty and clueless, huh? All right. Uh, It seemed to me for some time, Minister, that uh, provinces should establish the uh, rules and control 
of firearms, possession laws, regulations, that it really shouldn't be a federal government issue because for each province, the issue of who owns and perhaps needs firearms is different. What you require in Alberta, what Albertans may require as far as firearms are concerned, may be very different, is very different uh, to what uh, people in Ontario generally might require. It's a complicated issue because the administration of justice is provincial jurisdiction. Uh, the criminal code and, and firearms has been determined to, to be uh, federal jurisdiction. Property rights are uh, provincial jurisdiction. This is one of those areas where uh, many of the different interests in those areas uh, do um, come together and, and make it a, a complicated issue. But I think that that means it's a, a really important issue for the federal government to respect provincial jurisdiction to making sure that our dollars are not being wasted on a program that would not make our communities more, you know, less or more safe. Um, and for us to work together rather than seeing this kind of insulting overreach from the federal government. So are there ways that this dispute between the federal government and Alberta might be resolved? Well, first, by not policing resources taken off our streets, by uh, listening to uh, police services here in Alberta, who, uh, including, as I said, informally, I was told by the commanding officer in Alberta for the RCMP, who himself had concerns with having RCMP resources taken off the street for this program. So that'd be the first step. Um, and and the second step is for, for us, um, with the judicial reviews that we're seeking to intervene, bringing that Alberta perspective to the table, if, if we do uh, get intervener status, I think will be important for us to be able to uh, make the argument that this is uh, this is uh, overreach from the federal government. Uh, one more question for you. Um, the NDP leader of the province, Rachel Notley, has argued that shootings are up in Calgary, headed for a record. And uh, according to Global News, quoting the Notley, quote, we know from the chiefs of police across the country that one of the critical ways we can improve public safety across the country is to reduce the prevalence of military-style assault weapons in our communities, end quote. Our chiefs of police, you're the Minister of Justice, our chiefs of police across Canada calling for the buyback of military assault weapons? Well, uh, as I said, informally I was told that there were concerns from the RCP here in Alberta in having their resources being used for this program. Um, I, I would also say that the, the gun crime that we see in our province is a result of not from uh, firearms from uh, legally uh, law-abiding citizens in, in Alberta, but um, concerns elsewhere uh, in, that uh, have resulted in, in gun crime. We see the federal government proposing to um, take away mandatory minimum penalties for those who are uh, convicted for firearms offenses like weapons trafficking. So I, again, don't see the federal government really taking this issue seriously. Um, and And I think this this rhetoric from the NDP leader, I think, is showing even more uh, cozying up to the federal liberals and, and using, again, like the federal liberals are doing, inflammatory and, and torqued language to uh, characterize that are in, in this confiscation program really uh, mechanically and uh, no different than and rifles. If we wanted to make sure our communities are more safe... Uh, when it comes to gun crime, there are a lot better things for us to focus our resources on rather than uh, a program like this confiscation. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.